everyone, welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. That was textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 7. Yes. We've got plenty on tonight. We've got um, NRL review, Super League review and preview. Um, news, exciting new jingle, I believe. Yeah, I've worked hard on that. Okay, well, I'll listen to that. Um, and we're going to delve into the world of Super League halfbacks. Yes, we are. But I'll uh, I'll leave the suspense on that for a bit longer, shall I? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, just before we get into it, I've got a quick story for you. Go on. Well, you know, um, George, who listens to the show. Oh, yeah, George, yes. Well, you know how he, he used to be... Um, the mascot for Oldham. Oh, he did? What was he? Was he a lion or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a lion, yeah. Um, he was called uh, Rory the Ruffy Head. <laughs> that was the name of the mascot, right? Anyway, we was, I was just chatting to him. We got onto it. Um, and then he, he was... He, he always, I was always under the impression that he got sacked because he was, like, giving it biggins to the away fans. Can't remember where, but he was giving it biggins to the away fans and, like, mooning them and stuff and then got... A bit like, bit like Bull Boy and Bull Man. Yeah. Um, and then he got into an actual fight with the away mascot. <laughs> and I was always under the impression that's why he got sacked. So Because he, he said to me, why'd you get sacked? So I said, was it because of this? And he said... <laughs> That was a relatively small piece of the puzzle, which I think broke the straw that broke the camel's back. So I was like, right, well, come on then, what else did you do? He was like, well, I went for a wee in the costume, but without the head, and got seen by a kid and got grassed on because the kid believed that the mascots were real. (laughs) And then he said, this one got me. He said, I got caught removing all the drumsticks from the sweets that was meant to hand out to the kids because they were my (laughs) favourites. So he was stealing the drumsticks. Rory the greedy rough yet. <laughs> He's keeping them for himself. And then he said, um, they were playing away at Keithley and they were, they'd scheduled like a mascot race between him, Freddie Cougar, and like this, this special mascot. It was like a fire service bear or something. He doesn't strap me as being the quickest, George, to be honest. No, but he said that him and the bear got jealous of Freddy the Cougar because they found out that in Freddy the Cougar's head, he had an air conditioning fan. Oh. So he says, they, they, they go outside and it was well up. Um, Is that in the spirit of mascot in that? I don't It seems like cheating, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, because it was really hot and they were sweating and stuff, they found out where his fan was in his head and put loads of talcum powder <laughs> in the fan. So he said when he went outside and he turned his helmet air conditioning on, he just got an absolute face full of talc and dropped to the floor choking. <laughs> he said, but to be fair to him, he still won the race. <laughs> and that's why he got sacked from being Rory the Ruffy Head. Excellent. What a what an opening. I can't help feeling that the rest of the show is going to go downhill from there. Saved it to the end, should have. I think, you, well, I suppose it stops people from switching off like within a minute, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah, true. There you go. Brilliant. I love that story. It's good, that, isn't it? I like that. It's good, that. Yeah. Perhaps uh, I can see, um, I can see a, fe- uh, a feature in uh, future weeks on uh, Mascot Wars or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got onto it because we were talking about Reggie the Rabbit and him being beat up, and that's what brought it that's all up. That's what brought it yeah. up. Definitely. 
Yeah, top 10 mascot incidents. Yeah. I love it. I can see it. So, right. I've lost, completely lost that of where we're at now after that. Um, oh, we're on the NRL. NRL, NRL, yeah. And we're in the Anzac round. Yes. Which I always like. I mean, there's some really poignant ceremonies as well. Yeah. In that. I mean, really just... They really do take that to, to heart as a as a rugby league community. I think I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. A lot of the the ceremonies for and are, are quite yeah touching. Special and, kits, things like that. Yeah, they're they're always quite. I um, think yeah, I think they do. I think they do it proud to be honest. They yeah, well. yeah, they really do. Excellent. And then some of the games as well were um, uh, were fantastic. And there's only one place to start. Go on, Gold Coast Titans thirty. <laughs> Reggie's Rabbitohs, 40. Yeah, that was some, some What a game. game. What a game. It's a tennis score, isn't it? 30-40. Yeah, and, and it was a bit like a, a tennis match, wasn't it? It was right back and forth affair. Brilliant. Um, for Fita, again, for the Titans, he's, he's just an absolute cannonball, eh, isn't he? Another first-half hat-trick. Yeah. He's a, he's a monster, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a different level, isn't he, physically? And, yeah. Um, and then on, on the other side of the pit, you've got, Benji Marshall rolling back the years, aren't you? 36. Hmm. Still top draw. Yeah. There's always rumours, weren't there, about Marshall coming to Super League over the last five years, perhaps? Perhaps. And, and then he's obviously, he's, I don't think he's going to do it now, but no. there was always that rumour, wasn't there, that um, when he left the Tigers, when he, when he couldn't get a club somewhere else, and, you know, there was always that rumour, wasn't there, that he was going to go to, he was going to come to Super League. Yeah, he would have ripped it up over here, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, I've, got, um, I've got a question for you. Okay. When you talk about, and we're going to do a, a, a feature on halfbacks, even though it's only Super League halfbacks today, but the, you always talk about great halfbacks, and you talk about Johns, Thurston, Lockyer, Lewis, Sterling, that that all those sort of names. Mm. When you talk about the greatest ever, he doesn't get a look in. Is it because he's a Kiwi? Or does, is he not at that level of, of the names that we've just mentioned? Um, I, I've never really thought about that before until you just said it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is because he's a Kiwi. Because Stacey, Stacey Jones doesn't really get a mention either, does he? And no. he, he was he was fantastic in that bracket. Catalan, wasn't he? Yeah. he was in that bracket. But nobody ever mentions his name, really. No. Maybe, maybe it is because the... the Kiwis, um, but if you cast your mind back to the mid two thousands, and you look at what he was doing in the Tri Nations at the time, Marshall, and then the World Cup in two thousand and eight, yeah, I think he, did he, he, he won the, the Golden Boot as well around them he, years. He, didn't was, he? he was top of the tree. Yeah, I think it might have even been after that World Cup <clears throat> in two thousand eight. He won the yeah. Golden Boot. So I, I mean. But you're right, no, he, he never really seems to get mentioned in that bracket, does he? And I think he does deserve to be there, because he, he's done it year after year. And not only that, if you'd look at how entertaining he is to watch, yeah, he's not your, he, he's not your structured halfback, is he? He plays like how you play in the park, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's what you want to see, I think. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's... He, he's one of those rare players, isn't he, that when he gets the ball, even now... You sit up and take notice and think, "What's he going to do with this?" Yeah, and I think, "What's Benji going to do with this?" When you get a player like that, they 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 tend to be in that bracket, don't they? That we've just been talking about that that world class bracket, and yeah, 
But he seems to get, I think he seems to get overlooked. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I think he's he's he definitely belongs with, with that group of people. Absolutely. I mean, especially in his younger days, what a step. Yeah. So I, I, I could watch him all day long. Fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, where should we go next? I'll tell you where we'll go next. Storm 42, Warriors 20. Yeah, that was... Um, I enjoyed that match immensely. Um, Jerome Hughes was phenomenal for the Storm, I thought. He seems to be coming of age. Yeah, definitely. I think they said in the commentary that um, before, while Cam Smith was still there and, and sort of must have known he was coming to the end, that he was telling Jerome Hughes that he really wanted to take control of the team and, and really lead him around the park. Well, he, he definitely did that on... Uh, Sunday. Yeah. Somebody else who took control of a situation with absolutely no room to move was the Fox. Yeah. Um, I think he, he absolutely did to Avazi Shek, didn't he? Yeah, not many people can do that. No, and then just went, and then he just, I don't know how many gears he's got. Uh, no. And he stepped inside the fullback, who didn't even move. No, he just left him flat-footed, didn't he? He didn't even attempt to tackle him. He makes half chances, chances, because he's that quick. Yeah. Yeah. He just creates something out of nothing because of his speed. But he left the full-back just grasping for air. In fact, it was a worse effort than that, that one I did in the Masters that time. So. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Um, but yeah. Um, again, just a, a, another... You know, they're there every year. We say it every week, but they are uh, the storm. They're up there every time. Um, somebody else who, well, he's certainly not come of age yet. Um, Sam Walker for the Roosters. Roosters 34, Dragons 10. Yes, supposedly. Eight, 18. Supposedly, rumours today are he's signing a five-year deal with the Roosters. I would think that they'd want to do everything to tie him down, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because from what I've seen, he's um, he's going to be a superstar. I think. Yeah, yeah. But to to walk into a team like the Roosters, who who are there, there are thereabouts every year, and and take control and the the confidence. I think that he's showing, and 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 not only that, to do it with what you with um an, an inexperienced half back in um, is it Drew Hutchinson? Yeah. Um, because because Carey's out and um. They've let Flanagan go and people like that, and to to do there's there's not really a great deal of experience between them, so I think to be able to go out and do that and play with no fear is brilliant. Yeah, and obviously Trent Robinson's got a lot of faith in those two as a as a young halfback partnership to carry the team forward, as you say, for the next five years. Yeah, yeah, um, I think they'll be looking to tie them both down because I think they've both been excellent. So yeah, one. Um, one issue from that game that I wanted to bring up with you was Simbins. Because we, we'd see him now, and it was it's not particularly that game, but it's just a general theme, I think, at the moment in the NRL, where referees seem reluctant to send people off and have gone to this... We've seen it in Super League before, where it's um, 10 minutes in the bin and, an, and a crossed arm, and you're on report. Yeah, it, uh, it's as if the, the the fear, the backlash of getting the red card wrong too much, isn't it? And or you want to keep thirteen v thirteen on the field? Yeah, and I get that. And if that if if that's the case, then that's completely wrong because if they don't deserve to be on the field, they shouldn't have 
13v13, should there? No, see, I think as well, if you're, if you're sending somebody to the bin, you're not giving a penalty, you're sending somebody to the bin. Therefore, you're pretty sure he's done something wrong. Yeah. If you're putting that incident on report, surely, therefore, that you're thinking, well, they've done something more seriously wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Ju- it just seems to be a trend that's happening at the minute. Well, you must be pretty confident that it's bad enough for a sim being in and the report. So it, I get what you're saying because it's like, well, if you're that confident to put it on report and send it to the sim bin, then should you not be thinking about the red? I get I get what you're trying to say. I get, I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't know. We Like you say, we had a stage of it, didn't we, through Super League where you just don't, it's as if they forgot they've got a red card. And I think sometimes, um, particularly... With some players, I think it leaves it open then for players to think, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get sent off. Mm. I'll do ten minutes and on because I'm still gonna stay on." And, and especially in Australia, because they have a video ref every single game, so the, why can't they get advice from from the video ref? And the judiciary tends to be a lot more severe than it does in Super League. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's yeah. just one to keep an eye out on, I think, because it it seems to be happening. I've noticed it over the last couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, so I don't I don't know whether it's a directive it. or whether it's something, but I have noticed it. Yeah, where should we go next? Uh, well, I think talking about Simbinins, um, the sharks and the bulldogs, because there was one there as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, is it? I can't remember Talakai. Yeah. Um, and it was a monstrous shot. Um, and he ended up in the bin and on report as well. Yeah, and at first it looked. Well, wow. Yeah. What a, you know, what a hit. And it was only when you actually slowed it down and they had another look that you think, and you thought, has he used his arms there? Mm. And at first glance in full speed, it didn't It didn't look like he'd done anything wrong. No. Um, but I don't think there was any attempt to, to get his arm wrapped around, was there? No. It was a really loose... They didn't get, they didn't get past 180 degrees anyway. No. Yeah, but on that game, um, Sharks 12, Bulldogs 18, how the Sharks didn't win, um, they bombed or had disallowed seven tries during the game. Yeah. They they, they kept they went in touch, forward passes. I think there was a knock-on. Obstruction, there was a knock-on over the line somewhere. Yeah. Not grounded. Seven tries they bombed. Yeah, and they were eighteen nil down as well. Yeah, yeah. I think the 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 bulldogs were lucky to win one. Um, well, that one, but fair play because they hung in there and 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 managed to to keep them off. Yeah, probably had a lot of luck, but at the end of the day, they they are definitely not going to be complaining about having two points. No, no, not at all. Um, somebody else who wouldn't complain about having two points again at the moment either is is the uh, Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eels 46, Broncos 6. They are not good. Whereas the Eels are flying at the minute. They had a bit of a wobble against the, the, the Dragons, didn't they? Yeah, what a... Uh, we talked about... Um, we talked about David Fafita. They've got about six David Fafitas. What a beast of a pack they've got. Yeah. Yeah, monstrous. Um, you know, they've got um, 
uh, what's his face? Well, Bryce Cartwright. Paolo. Yeah, and Bryce Cartwright off the, off the bench, I think. It just was... Yeah, he was right. really good. Bryce Cartwright was really good. And, yeah. And, and Gutherson was, was classy as well. And uh, Papalia. Yeah. Yeah, the, the hooker's good as well. The, the nine with the, the, the scrum out, the white scrum out. He's, yes. he's a good player. Yeah, is it Brad, not Brandon. Oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah. No, I can't, but he's but, a good player. But, the, but, but Papalia, he's, he looks the business as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but also, what a what a combination they've got down uh, when they when they get it moving down the down the left hand side. Gutherson, Sevo, Moses, when they combine, mm. they look unstoppable. Yeah, and Mitch, they did in this game. Mitch Moses has has been excellent this season. I think he's been one of the the top probably three scrum halves along with uh, Reynolds and and Cleary for me. I think he's been excellent. Great try where he kicked it through and then managed to get another kick on it again. Yeah, somehow. like a sort of karate kick, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, Gutherson then, uh, he, he got on the end of it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was a good good try. Off um, the cuff stuff. So if you go, if we talk about Gutherson as the fullback, I want to go somewhere else as a fullback at the moment for the next game. Tigers 6, Eagles 40. Yeah. And Turbo Tom. Yeah, he was in, incredible again and... Um, I actually think one of Bobby's stats is about Turbo Tom. Um, but, yeah, a, a great game. Um, you know, with Origin and the World Cup and things like that, you, you there, there's a real fight for that full-back position, I think. Surely he's putting their pressure on Pappenhausen and Tedesco. Yeah. And then you, you've got Gutherson as well to throw in it. Yeah, um, and... and Depending what they want to do with Latrell Mitchell and things like that as well, and well, I know he, he's Turbo Tom's played centre, didn't he, um, in the last Origin or I, the Origin before? Maybe, I think but. he'll play Chuboyovich, but I don't think he'll play at fullback. I don't. I think he might play in the centre, um, a, a little bit like um, when Inglis was in his pomp and he moved to fullback, but then when he played for the Kangaroos, he still played at the centre, didn't he? When uh, Slater was at fullback, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's what they'll do as well. I think he's too good to leave out. Because yeah. um, he's, he's, since he's come back from the last two weeks, he's been incredible. Yeah. And somebody else you got to say was incredible was your friend DCE this week. Yeah, to be fair, I thought he had a good game. Um, I thought he had a good game. He he, he ran the show um, for, for the, the Seagulls. But to be fair, I think I could do that against the Tigers at the minute. They're not looking good, are they? They're looking almost as bad as the Broncos. Yeah, that is and the bulldogs and a bit of a bit of a fight at the bottom, isn't it? Yeah, like we we said it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? There seems to be a gap opening up. Yeah, um, although within the NRL itself, there is. Although we did last couple of games to, to mention, we did talk about the Cowboys being part of that wooden spoon group, but they've now won two on the trot. And yeah. it, it, there's, there's two questions again. They'll be. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but then again, I don't think they'll be in the bottom three. Looking at it now, um. And what a comeback against the Raiders, which is the second question. What's happened to the Raiders? I don't know. mentioned it last week, but they've got worse. They have got worse. I don't think... I think they'd be lucky to make the eight. Well, I think they'll only make the eight because I think there's too many bad teams below them. Whereas I think in previous years, they they might not have made it the way they're going. The Cowboys coming back from 24-6 down to win 26-24. Yeah, and courtesy of one of the tries, which was blatantly offside from a kick. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what why the bunker didn't pick that up. 
No, I, I, I'm not I sure. It was, uh, O'Neill, I think, that was offside. Yeah, O'Neill, that's right. Um, I'm not quite sure how they missed that or come to the conclusion that he was onside because mm. I thought it was quite clear cut that. Which, which proved vital. Yeah, it did. But Raiders are um, in a bit of free fall at the moment and need to need to find a way to uh, stop that, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's still still quite early. Is it round seven? We've just yeah. had, I think, so it's it's still quite early. But it's a difficult league to do it in, and losing becomes a habit. Oh yeah, definitely. You, you, your confidence just gets zapped right out of you, doesn't it? Yeah, and then the last game. Uh, left it till last because I don't know what there is else to say about them. The Panthers 24, Knights 6. This was the only game I didn't write any notes down. I haven't got any notes for it either. I just didn't, I just didn't really make so, anything of it. So what is it? Panthers win again. Knights not very good. Uh, let's move on. Knights look slightly better. I think they were maybe unlucky to only score 6 but again credit to Penrith. I think that's... We, we're perhaps taking them for granted a little bit, Penrith. Maybe, but yeah, they just um, even even though I didn't, I did see some of it, and even though they didn't look at the best, they still had too much. Yeah, New, Newcastle. We've we've said it again. Yeah, uh, in in previous episodes, don't really offer a lot, and no. I don't think they have done for for quite a new number of seasons now. No, it was, it, no. Um, it's funny. I meant to mention this to you the the other the other week. Um, because I look at the Panthers and they had um, it's, it's thirty years since they won the, uh, the the Premiership. Yes, and they've they've had these reunions going on, haven't they? Behind the scenes in the background, and it, they've always tried to get get interviews and get words with players, which the sort of fifty year old, fifty sixty year old players that like have just come to a reunion. I don't think that it's not a great idea. They're not getting much sense out of them. <laughs> no, but I did have a story. Okay. Because in the midst of this, who did I see in the midst of this for the reunion? But Roy Simmons. Okay. So the year is 1986. <laughs> it's the Kangaroo Tour. And I've gone watching most of these games. Now, the Kangaroo Tour, for those that aren't that old to remember Kangaroo Tours, basically what they did was they had a test team that played weekends and the second team that played on a Wednesday night. So teams that they thought then would be uh, really top-notch opposition for them. So I'm talking, uh, obviously, the, the internationals, but obviously I'm talking the likes of uh, uh, Leeds, Wigan, St. Helens, that sort of thing. And then they would play other games against teams like Oldham, midweek, things like that. Anyway... The midweek team were playing, and they played at Widnes. They played away at Widnes, who I think, incidentally, were the last team to beat a touring kangaroo side, last club side. That was about nineteen seventy-eight, I think. Anyway, um, so they played at Widnes, and um, I had this poster that I used to carry about to these matches, trying to get these kangaroos autographs, as was the the trend then, because there was no camera phones and things. You got autographs on a, on a piece of paper, so. So, out comes Roy Simmons. Thrust this poster under his nose. I said, Royce, can you sign me poster, please? Ah, now, mate, 
that Roy Simmons? That was Roy Simmons. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, joining us live. <laughs> nah, mate. Got on, got on the coach. Okay. Then, so I was like, you know, it's obviously you're a bit miffed, aren't you? You know. Yeah. A little bit like Morrissey in his autobiography when he tries to get Mark Boland's autograph and he says, oh, nah, mate. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> so out then comes Gary Jack, the fullback, who also wasn't playing on that night because it was a, a midweek game. So Gary Jack, he, he's got this he's got this girl on his arm, um, obviously a local girl from Widnes, and um, there he is, he's, he's with this girl. And, and then he, he, I said, oh, Gary, do you mind signing this? He was like, no. And he, he signed it, and he was like, no, of course I will. And he, Gary Jack was great and signed it. And then Gary Jack said, would he not sign that? I was like, no. He went, yeah, mate, give it here. <laughs> and got on the coach and then appeared 30 seconds later with my poster signed by Roy Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gary, Gary Jack. Gary Jack. Gary Jack. Well done, Gary Jack. What an absolute hero. And that's that's my 86 kangaroos story. Very good. I'm not going to mention my Malmeninga stories tonight, but we'll, we'll save that for another time. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so um, that was all about the reunion. Very good. So there we go. So little bits of news this week, staying with the uh, with the NRL, um, sort of. Uh, Dowell Clark touted for a move at the end of the season to the NRL, um, likely destination at the moment, the Titans. Mm. I think um, he's not long signed um, a new contract with Warrington either, I don't think. No. And I'm pretty sure he was maybe even made, um, not marquee, but is there like a homegrown type thing? I'm not sure. but In, Within I, the cap? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he was, he was after a... Um, marquee contract right right um, always difficult when the NRL come calling for most players yeah so yeah wouldn't be surprised would it not um, so. hot off the press tonight um, new coaching appointment yes um, Lee Radford to uh, Castleford, Castleford on a two year deal yeah mm, not, no, I'm not quite sure what to make of that I think he might. He, he doesn't seem to have the style that Cash usually play with, does he? Bit more up the middle, methodical. Mm. Whereas um, you know, Casavel, classy Cass, and mm. and all that. I, I mean, I wish him a lot of luck, and I, I hope he does do well. Um, Brought trophies to Hull, though. Yeah, he did. You know, back to back Challenge Cups and and made playoff spots mm. and things like that. So. If he did that at Castleford, I'm sure they'd be happy. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think the, the rumour at the time was that the whole players, as a as a group, weren't particularly happy anyway. Not not with Radford, but just in general, weren't very happy. Mm. So I think to do that with, with that, if that's true, is, is probably an even better achievement. So I'd say I hope he goes well. I just, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. And I'm not quite sure what cast fans will do. No, it'll be interesting. Cast fans, let us know. Yeah, definitely get in touch and, and tell us your thoughts on it. Yeah, at Loose Forward Pod on Twitter. Yes. So let us know. Um, one interesting sideline on that is in 2018, uh, 
Lee Radford got rid of Liam Watts from Hull. Yeah. Stating that he had it was a disciplinary issue, not 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 a football issue. And he had off the field issues. Yeah, didn't didn't Watts have a bit of a jive back saying well there are no I think issues. she knows that's not true. Yeah. Mm. So that might be um uh, that might be a fun reunion. Yeah, and I think cast fans will be praying that that it is oh, smiles and hugs on this reunion because he has been playing very, very well for Castleford. Yeah. Um, 25th of June, doubleheader. England versus Combined Nations at Warrington. Yeah. Um, I think the possibility that we might look into that a little bit deeper next week. Yeah. Uh, and also a doubleheader there, England versus Wales women. Yeah, it's nice that the, you know, the, the women's side of it is getting... Um, more and more recognised as well. And yeah, we're going to do something on that off. in future weeks if people stay tuned for that. Yeah. But I think we might look into the Combined Nations, um, the game and the Combined Nations team, potentially a little bit more next week's episode, I think. Yeah. Um, couple, Just a couple of other things to finish. Um, big shout out for Trent Robinson. Did you see this? This He took, he took time out an hour before the Roosters game, and this is an hour before kickoff, to go and talk to the Turkey national team. Yeah, he did like the halftime team talk, didn't he? Yeah, an hour before the Roosters kickoff. Yeah, because they were they were having a, a game against an Australian side, weren't they? Yeah, we love a bit of Trent Robinson here, don't we? Yeah, it was excellent, and to do that, that them players that play for that Turkish side will be well made up, and you know, hopefully, he's inspired a few of them, and yeah. It'd be a, it just just seems like a genuinely nice guy and, and goes out of his way to do a lot of community stuff. So Yeah, I remember watching him on that screen, the touch screen thing on Sky when the Rooters came over and um, and beat Saints in the World Club Challenge. Yeah. Um, well, I should say like murdered Saints in the World Club Challenge, really. Yeah. Um, but he was, on the, he was on the touch screen afterwards and the stuff that he was saying and what he was pointing out, I thought was absolutely fantastic that night. Yeah, because usually they don't really tend to go into a lot of depth and it's sort of basic stuff, I think, isn't it? But I thought he really took his, his time explaining things and, and and made it sound simple as well. So it's yeah. a sign of a good coach, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I just thought what a, what a really classy thing to do. Definitely. Um, one really, really important piece of news... Uh, before we move into the uh, our feature of the week, um, I see the Bulldogs won, didn't they? Some, uh, something, fun, I, I, something funny with that. I, I don't know. I didn't see the results. Oh well, we're going to move on to it in a little bit. But Lee lost. Uh, I didn't see that either. Right. Well, it, it did. If you want to check it, they did. I will be doing. Which which does mean something in the in the the context of this podcast, doesn't it? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you need to give me a brown piece of paper. It's got a picture of the Queen on it. <laughs> I do. I do. So, do you want that now or later? Um, can you just say something that you, you, you know, just so it's on record that you are going to, you know. Yes, I will give you, as soon as we finish recording, I will give you 10 English pounds. Thank you. And I will um, make sure that, that we get a, perhaps get a picture of that, the handover. Don't, 
Push your luck. <laughs> okay. Uh, two final bits, which lead us into the uh, the feature nicely. Um, congratulations to Danny Bruff. Uh, 500 club games. Um, it's kind of like belated applause. Yeah. I forgot we got the jingles. Yeah. <laughs> but what a what a servant to the game. What a player. Yeah, he's what been, been a excellent. Player. He's been excellent. He's probably been the best scrum at, well, one of three best scrum halves, I think, in Super League era. Um, in terms of like, you know, longevity and, and, and just along with not, not just that, but you know, what he's what he's done, um for the game and things like that and along with um well maybe not scrum halves halfbacks the the names that immediately popped to mind were Danny Maguire and Sean Long yeah so i think i i genuinely think he's up there with them um not only for for just you know sticking around but i think he was a genuinely class player yeah so well done to Danny Bruff and he got a guard of honor at Bradford on uh, Sunday yeah, and to to play five hundred games in rugby league, it takes some doing as yeah. well. So, yeah, very well done to him. Now, the last little bit of news is going to lead us into the um, it's going to lead us into our new feature um, after the stats, um, and this is about uh, T.O. Farge and his agent. This week has come out and said Graham Taylor, who's his agent, has come out and said. Um, he's starting contract negotiations. Um, and I think I'm right in saying, quoting him, and he said, uh, why would we want to move him? He seems happy at Saints. And the last time that he wasn't in the, the halves with low marks, Saints didn't win anything. Yeah, which is <clears throat> all factual. True, yeah, which is, which is factual. Um, I'll get on to it a little bit. More in um, in the feature in the halfbacks feature, um, and, uh, and like I say, it's it's true. And what 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 he said there, um, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Defensively, Farge is is, is quality um, going forward. I'm not so sure. I get onto it a little bit more, like I say, but he he said something along the lines like he had eight offers last time and. and Last time he was a free agent, he had eight offers, both from Super League and the NRL. I'm not quite. I'm, I'm not convinced in the slightest that he's, he can make it in the NRL. Uh, not at seven, anyway. Um, not when you look at what they look for, because his kicking game's not spectacular. No, he's not particularly quick. I don't think he's quick enough. I think, but I don't. Yeah. Think, I think when you look at some of the others, like look at George Williams, he's blistering really. Yeah. So, um, we're going to come on to that in a moment, aren't we? With the, the halfbacks, yeah, with the halfbacks, yeah, and you know, it's, I think the the other thing around the Farge was that Saints were possibly struggling for salary cap space, and that was the reason that okay that he might might be gone his way. Okay, right, thank you. Now it's time for the oh, are you ready for this? I, I'm I'm. I'm ready. I think, is it that good that we play at the beginning and the end of the stats? Yeah. Okay, all right. So it's now time for this. 
back to stars i thought i was in starsky and hutch for a minute yeah i was like huggy bear then for a minute <laughs> good that one it excellent excellent well i think so anyway well bobby's stats of the week this week um he apologizes this week because they are all um nrl led this week mm. we told him haven't we, that he must try harder <laughs> yeah otherwise he's never coming on exactly so um stat one tom chaboyevich when playing for Manly, they have a 48% win rate. Without him, they have only 28%. Mm. We talk about talismans and things like that. and yeah. It's there in numbers, isn't it? It is. Jerome Hughes became the first NRL player to assist four tries in a single half. He was excellent at first half. And we mentioned him before, didn't we? He was phenomenal. Okay. The Panthers became the fourth team in the NRL era to be undefeated after seven rounds. Join in. Do you know the other three? Uh, no. The Raiders, the Broncos, and the Storm. Mm. Very good. And one last stat, also about Penrith, which is um, phenomenal, really. They have now won 25 of their last 26 games. And the one they lost? The grand final. Yeah, against uh, Melbourne Storm. Yeah. But they've now won 25 from 26, and that was the only game they've lost. That's some doing, really, isn't it? So, well, so thank you for that, Bobby. That was... It's Bobby Stats of the Week. That's ace. I could play that all day. I like that. <laughs> I like that. It's good, isn't it? You can't help but bob your head to that, I don't think. No, people are going to be re- rewinding that just to hear it. I think so as well. I think so. Excellent. <laughs> right. Talk to me about halfbacks. We've just led in with the uh, T.O. Farge and his agent story. Yeah. Um, so my first question to you is would Saints fans be happy to see Farge with a new contract? Yeah, I think I think they would be happy with with that. Um, you know, like you say, he's back to back champion and sort of really embedded himself into that Saints team. Um, personally, he's not what I look for in a scrum half. Defensively, I think he's phenomenal. He is probably the best defensive scrum half I've ever seen, but I always think your scrum half's not really there for that. It's nice if they can do it, but I want them to really guide us around the park, and I I don't really see him do it that often. I don't think he's kicking games that good. Yeah, he seems to have two kicks. Mm. One that's just booted in the air somewhere, and this, then they grubber straight to the fullback. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't straight think he can, kicks. he can kick on a diagonal line. It's always <laughs> just bang straight, and he's lucky if he gets it past the defender. But okay, I, 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 I don't think I, I think Saints would be way, way better if they had a different scrum half or and a better scrum half. And that's a frightening thought for Super League at the minute. I think. Yeah, I mean, you plonk. Aidan Caesar in that Saints team. I don't think there's any beating them. 
So where are you taking us then with the with the half back discussion then? Well, I, th- I, d- I just think with the way that that was said, and obviously with, with Graham his age, and and then you know how good Saints have been, how good Saint Helens have been over the last couple of years. It, it's a bit like well, you know how, how good is he? And then that sort of expanded into half backs and who the best halfbacks in the leagues are and then we sort of it sort of shifted onto partnerships and now well those partnerships work together. Okay. Um so um really in well, no particular order, just the, each team's halfback combination with starting off with Warrington, Austin and Widdup. Um I think Gareth Widdup looks really good this year. Um but I think he's playing for an NRL contract to, to go back. And on paper, that looks a that looks a fantastic combination. On paper, I I agree, I agree, and I think they do work. I don't think it's quite clicked in the first season. I think it could maybe work work this year. But I do think that Blake Austin has gone backwards. He's not been the same since he played on the wing for Great Britain, has he? Was it against no. Papua New Guinea? Yeah, uh, yes. That one. Yeah, yeah. And he, he made a few mistakes in that game, and he's, he's not. I, I'm not saying that's that performance at all. I'm just saying that he's not been the same player since around about that time. No, he he, he don't. He just seems to show a dummy and go now, from what I see. And I, I do think I don't think he's quite as exciting. Um, as he was in his first year. Okay, so as a partnership, marked out of 10. Out of 10, um, off this year. So For, with, for Widdop and Austin? Uh, seven. Okay. Where do we go now? Uh, Hull and the new partnership of Reynolds and Sneed. They look good. Yeah, and I know Reynolds has only played the one game, but he did look classy and he, he did look like he, he enjoyed himself and that he wanted to be here. So Not only that, looked a real foil for Sneed. Yeah, you know, it's 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 um Mark Sneed's a, um a, an organizer and a kicker, isn't he? So so have somebody who can run lines and 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 do everything else and attack the line. He's he probably gives him a bit more time and space to think. So um I I think that could be be a real good uh partnership. It's it, it's probably maybe too early to put a number on it, but um I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. But I, I think that could be, be really good. Okay. What about Castleford? Um, Castleford, we've got Truman and Richardson. I think Jake Truman is very good and probably being the the most exciting young player that I've seen for a long time. I think he came into the squad when he was 18, 19, and, and, and he's kept his spot. So I think he could have everything, and I think probably England's, Future number six, and I don't think it's that far round, uh, off, you know, far off really. Do you think he'll still be at Castleford next year? Uh, um, no, Warrington. Yeah, with Widdup gone. Yeah, or Austin gone, or both gone. Both, both could be gone if both go. Yeah, hundred percent. If if one goes, I think it depends whether they think he can play seven and. Because Austin's more of a six as well, isn't he? Mm. So it depends how they think they could go with, yeah. with having two sixes, really. Um, but if both go, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Danny Richardson, I I don't think he's kicked on as much as I thought he would. 
maybe that's not his fault though. Maybe whenever anybody comes through at St. Helens, they're always the next Sean Long. Yeah. And it's not fair to, to say that. I do think he, he, he's, he's still only what? 23, something like that. Maybe 24. And, and for an halfback, that's for a scrum half. That's nothing, is it? And he, he lost the battle of the seven shirt at Saints to Farge. Yeah. When a lot of people perhaps thought that he was the one that was going to uh, come through, attackingly, I think he's he's better than Farge, um, and I I think he was quite unlucky to get um, not kicked out of Saints, but to to end up leaving Saints. Um, in the end, I think he had to to try and to, to try and kickstart his career. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, he, he, if he'd stayed at Saints, he could have gone stale yeah. um, and forgotten about. So it's probably a really good move for him. <laughs> I just hope he does kick on like he was first expected to. He's still a decent player. I just don't think he's quite at that that level as some of the others yet. Yeah. So marked out ten, six okay, for me. Okay. Um, what else have you got of note for the halfbacks? Um, Catalan, I think have uh, got a really good. Um, halfback combination in Maloney and Drinkwater. Mm. It's it's almost similar to Reynolds and Sneed. It's it's like um, it's like a real old school halfback pairing, isn't it? Where one's a, an organizer and a kicker and 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 leads them around, and the the six can just run about and do what you want and and attack the line and have a bit of flair. And Maloney's got all the experience in the world as well, hasn't he? Definitely. Look at the teams he's played for: the Roosters and the, the Sharks and and the Warriors, and then. Origin. Origin and and kangaroos yeah. can't um, follow that pedigree, can you? No, he can do everything. Yeah. And and Josh Drinkwater, I think, is a very underrated scrum half. And to be fair to James Maloney, has has looked really keen and committed since coming to Catalan. Yeah, because especially I think he's thirty three now. So when they're around that age and they're going to Catalan, you think they're just going to get dead fat on cheese and wine and stuff. So yeah, to be fair to him, he's yeah. He didn't do that though, did he, uh, Dave Taylor? No, have you seen him now? Bloody hell. There was that video on social media, wasn't there, where he was like, was he playing in some sort of Legends game or something? Or, something like that. Or was just in the park or something? Or, <laughs> he, but he, he was about 28 still. Yeah, he was, and I don't even think that's an exaggeration, he was about 28, he was, he was huge. Huge. Yeah, he was morbidly obese. Mm, but... Yeah, we, you know, drink water, and I think he's underrated. And Maloney is, is excellent. I think that's one of the best halfback pairings in the league. Yeah, how do you think Wigan have coped without George Williams in there? Really well, especially this year. I think um, Hastings has been magnificent for them. I mean, he was he's, he's been good since he came to Super League, really. Um, he just strikes him as a quality bloke, and I, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree. I feel like he's got time for everybody. Um, I'm going to ask him if he'll come on the podcast just to say, like, Hi. yeah, he's dead nice. Because we've been, I'm just going to say, we've been saying you're dead nice, mate. So you better come on now and not look, make us look stupid. Let's try and make it happen then, shall yeah. we? So Jackson, get in touch. <laughs> um, no, he just seems like a quality bloke, and he's a quality player. And I think this year, I think they look even even better in the ass. Um, 
I know they probably wanted to go with Hastings and, and Jai Field. It's it's way too early to comment on Jai Field because he got injured in the first 20 minutes of the first game and now he's out for like six months or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but they've been throwing Harry Smith in there, haven't they? Who, to be fair, looks really, really good. Yeah. He's I, I, A lot of people talk about Lewis Dodd from St. Helens, um, but he, he looks excellent, real exciting prospect. Um, really impressed me. Um, and I think that that combination, and uh, uh, when you throw people like um, Sam Powell in there as well, I think the biggest compliment that you can pay them there is that they haven't really missed George Williams so far. No, no, not at all. Um, and I, I think they've done really well. Talk to me about Leeds. Um, if we're going with Robert Louis and Gale. Who have the six and seven jersey? Yeah, so <clears throat> obviously a good place to start. Um, both Gale on his day and most weeks is the best scrum half in Super League. I think he's got everything. Hasn't he? Yeah, best best signing Leeds have made in a long time. Um. He's he's got the the kicking game. He attacks. He supports. He does everything. Um, and then when you compare him with Robert Louis, who I think is a real classy player, because when he first came over, I thought he was about thirty four and was finished. Turns out he was about twenty six. I still can't believe that. I can't. So <laughs> he definitely got no birth certificate. He's just <laughs> un- he's he's older than Stanley Jean. Like <laughs> he's definitely has. He's not, has he? He's not got a birth Honestly, certificate. Honestly, for years, I could every year that went on, I was like, I can't believe Robert Lewis still going. <laughs> and it turned out he was about 26. <laughs> I'm not having that, but... But he's he's a quality player. Every time I've seen him, he looks really good. He's he's inventive and he, he, he takes the line on. He's exactly what you want in a, a standoff, I think. Um, so I think... Um, yeah, I think that's one of the best best combos in in the league. No, I I agree. So I'm going to put. Is there anybody else that you really really want to mention as a halfback before I put you on the spot? Um, the combination. I think the only other one really is um, maybe Gaskell and Caesar, just because I think Caesar is up there with Gale as as the best scrum half in the the league. So I think it would be a bit silly oh, not to, to genius, mention him. Yeah, just the he's one step ahead all the time, and and some of the he sees, he knows what he's going to do before anybody else, and that, that's the sign of a, a, a you know a great scrum half. Unfortunately for him, I think he's one step ahead of his teammates at the minute as well. Yeah, definitely. I know he he, he only come back didn't he a couple of weeks ago, yeah. but last season he it was exactly the same. But yeah. but Gaskell's really improved as well. I think over the last couple of years as a as an halfback. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not very often that people leave teams like St. Ellen's or Wigan and, and things like that and go on to do better things. No, and it must help having him. Uh, Caesar alongside him as well. Definitely. So I, I think, um, I think that's a, a real good halfback combination. And I think if they were playing for any other team, well, maybe not any other team, but I think if they were playing for one of the what you call top four teams, they just wouldn't look out of place at all. No, and I think as well for them now with Ian Watson, he's an ex-halfback as well. 
Yeah. So I think having the coach as a half back as well and playing with somebody as good as Caesar can only can only help Gaskell, can it? Yeah, definitely. He he tries his hardest every every single week. Um and then when you pair him with somebody who really could have won Man of Steel last year because I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um there's only good things gonna come from that, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um so I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit and I'm gonna get you to count down your top five. Halfback pairings, in your opinion, in Super League this year, at number five. We needed a we need a jingle for this, don't we? Some sort of countdown yeah. jingle for this season. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll lead you in. Number five. <laughs> um, I am gonna go for. Um, it's Louis and Gale. Okay. Number four. Blake Austin and Gareth Widdop. Number three. <laughs> James Maloney and Josh Drinkwater. Okay. Number two. Johnny Lomax and T.O. Farge. You told me before the show that was your number one. I changed my mind. Oh. And this week's number one. I think going off this season, I think Hastings and Harry Smith. Okay. I yeah. think I think they've linked up really well and I think they've they've been well they've got hundred percent record and they've won every game convincingly, I think, apart from Lee. But Put Sneed and Reynolds in there. No, only because Josh Reynolds only played one game. Oh, okay, fair enough then. Because they could have been well, could have been your number one if he'd have played yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Robert Lewis played at all this season, but and now he's Gale. So maybe I should have had a different number five, but it's done. It's locked in. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, um, it's time to move on to Super League Review. Yes. Um, can we, have, you got, have you got a noise we can sort of... Distract, you know, distract people. Is it, you know, in between features? Have you got something that you can play? Um, it's now time for this. <laughs> I haven't got one, I don't think. Go on. That's the best I've got. Excellent. Super League review. Oh, where do we start? Tell you where we will start. Hull KR 26, Leeds Rhino 6. Yeah, that was a surprise, I think. I mean... To be fair, I think all KR have been unlucky in quite a few of the games this year. Um, but I thought Leeds had quite a few players back. I think they had Myler back, Hurrell was back. So I, I thought they might have had enough to to um, beat all KR, but... Instead it made them worse. It was, Yeah, it did, yeah. It's that bloody Kyle Eastman, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, all KR, really good. Yeah, uh, Kane Lynette, hat-trick. Yeah, excellent from Kane Lynette. Who, and Ryan Hall. Yeah, 200th try, 200th Super League try. Um, gone out into um, second on his own, outright second, only behind Danny Brough. Now he's got 257 or 67 or something. Wow. Excellent. Which is incredible. Yeah. Um, Richard Agar, under pressure. Uh, yes, I Le- think Leeds so. fans weren't happy after that defeat. 
No, I think they've been a little bit more patient this year just because of all the injuries and things that they've had. So I think to see them get players back and then to go and get beat, probably the worst they've been beat this season, is was probably very disappointing. And and I said it, I said it the other week. I, he doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Mm. That's just the feeling that I get from that. Worrying times for Leeds, Ryan. I think they've got to bounce back quickly. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, when they start getting players back, I'm, I'm sure they will, but... Yeah. Uh, Wigan 22, Castle for 12. Yeah, very good. Good performance by Wigan. Um, I honestly thought that one could have gone either way. Yeah, answered the question we asked last week around where would Bevan French play. Yes, I'm pretty sure I said on the wing as well. And you did actually, yeah, so... So, Rugby League Knowledge by Callum, one. <laughs> should have better tennis, shouldn't you? Yeah, should have <laughs> but yeah, he put on the wing and uh, uh, and finished a couple of nice ones. Really good try from a, a kick from Hastings. and Yeah, great um, vision. Masses and masses of space. And if he gets into that, you're not going to stop him, are you? No, I can't remember who it was who was chasing back against him, but they had no chance. No, good test though. Castle forgive him. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 you know, it wasn't, I don't think the game ever really got away from them, but um, I was surprised it was by 10, really, yeah. in the end, but good good game. Yeah, good game. Um, Sounded like Bruce Forsyth then. Good game, good game. <laughs> um, Hull 20, Wakefield 14. Yeah, Wakefield are absolutely Desperate for a win. But they're getting closer. But I don't think they're that far off, yeah. Joe Westerman was incredible for, for Wakefield. He, I, he's, I think, probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, They're not far off. Hull, Hull, just a solid performance, I think. Hull doing it the tough way this week. Yeah, yeah, they did do it the tough way. And, you know, the, the, old, the old saying is like, you know, it's what... Champions do they win when they're not playing particularly well? So oh, that could apply to the next game as well. St Helens eighteen, Huddersfield ten. Yeah, again, Huddersfield one of them teams that are crying out for a win, but again, are, are not that far off. You know, they're getting players back, and I think Ian Watson said everybody thinks that you just buy a load of players who would go and chuck them together and you expect wins. Well, it doesn't quite work like that, does it? No. Um, and to be honest, probably did themselves really proud because I think everybody was expecting them to get absolutely battered by St. Helens. So the champions, um, not quite using all the gears, I don't think, were they? No, question for you. Would Do you think Saints fans be happy at the moment with the style of play that Saints are putting in? Um, or does the fact that is that being really unfair on Christian Wolf and St Helens as a club having won the last two Super Leagues? Probably. Probably. I think Saints fans are happy with the way that they're playing. And I, I, I know what you're saying, though, because sometimes it does feel like they're almost mini-tonga-ish. We've said that phrase before, but... Then you look at the points that they're scoring, and they're scoring like twenty, you know, uh, twenty-eight, thirty odd points. Mm. But I watched that game 
last week. Was it Friday, I think, wasn't it? I watched that game on Thursday. Thursday, was it? Sorry, I watched that game on Thursday. And that was a grind. Yeah, it was a grind. That's the first one that you think, mm, yeah, that that was a bit of a grind when you look at the ones before. I know that they were nil-nil against Wakefield, but then they come out and scored, what, 34 points? And Huddersfield were well in the game up to the hour mark. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like we say, you know, Huddersfield are a good side. Yeah. Um, they, they, they did well, and I just don't think Saints really were, were, were clicking that night. Two games to finish off. We mentioned about Benji Marshall rolling back the years. Uh, Kevin Brown, two yeah. tries. Salford 34, Lee 8. Lee were 8-6 up at half-time. Yeah, another half-back partnership I was going to mention, but obviously we're just, we were just pushing it for time a little bit. It's, that is um, an old-school, I think, sort of half-back pairing with Lola here and... Like you say, oldest man in Super League, he's been there, done that, and he's still doing it, so Kev Brown. And really keen to get on the end of the tries that he scored as well. Yeah, always supports well, doesn't he? So fair play to him, he's, he's done really well. Where are Lee at the moment, apart from bottom? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they'll be in the Championship next year, so... Because they, they, I just can't see them winning a game. After getting beat, that score off the team that you would probably say is one place above them. I I just can't see him winning now. You, you're always, like we've done episodes before, you're quite scathing of Lee. Are, are you a little bit, I'm not sure what the word is, not reluctant. Are you a little bit, uh, not? Are you, are you unhappy, if you like, that they've got the nod for Super League, looking at the way it's panning out now? Yeah. Because I think whoever's made that that choice or whatever group has made that choice has has, has ballsed it up basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, because I think they they wanted a safe option that they thought we need somebody who can come up. He's probably had Super League experience before and not going to embarrass us or themselves. Um, but we, basically, we need somebody who's going to be able to fill the fixtures. Mm. And I, I really do think that that's why Toulouse didn't get the nod. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And the last game of the weekend, Catalan 8, Warrington 24. Mm, that was a shock, wasn't it? Yeah, not as much of a shock as Blake Austin lose, uh, passport running out. <laughs> that's gold, that, isn't it? Uh, they come and playing in France, Blake. Ooh, I <laughs> about that. Yeah, I don't. I've got some on on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like flying. I don't. <laughs> can't his passports run out, so he can't play. That's ridiculous. That's we need a jingle that says only in rugby league. What about this one? <laughs> Good enough for this week. Yeah. <laughs> Going up this week, but that's just surely some at Warrington, <laughs> right? Surely somebody's going, lads. You need like obviously check your passports because we're going to have to go to Catalan now. Usually, usually players at clubs hand them in. Yeah, things like yeah. Um, but you'd think there would be a player liaison officer or something, wouldn't you? That was checking these things well in advance. I just can't believe it. Because when he went last year, 
They must have said last year that, that, or whenever we first come. Oh, actually, you haven't got long on your passport left. We need we need to get that renewed. Imagine like I don't know Jordan Henderson not being able to play at Real Madrid the other week because his passports <laughs> run out. Wouldn't happen, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't happen. No, no, no. There's oh god. Only in rugby league, you're right. Only in rugby league. We need, but, we need a jingle for that, don't we? Yeah. But Warrington looked really good. And I'm surprised and not not so much surprised at the you know, which which team won, but just the actual result. I did the margin of the result, I didn't think it was Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a real close game. Yeah. Um Catalan didn't really look all that good. Warrington did. Yeah. And I thought that was a banker, to be honest, that Catalan were going to win that. So, yeah, uh, I would have credit put, credit to Warrington there. I, I think. put money on that as well. Yeah. Okay, so to to wrap up, uh, separation jingle. Oh. Okay. Super League preview. Quick rundown of the fixtures for this week. Yep. Um, the one that stands out on paper: Wigan versus Hull. Yeah, that that could be a real good batch, but. You know, after watching Wigan brush off Castleford and, and and Hull not really being at the races, I suppose, against Wakefield, um, I think it's it's hard to look past Wigan for that. I would say Wigan by eight. How long's Reynolds at? Is he still out for this week? I don't know what, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. No. Um, yeah, I'll think it'll be tight, so I'll go Wigan four. Yeah. Um, Lee versus Saints, and this one will be tight. No. Okay. No. Um, I think Saints attack looked a bit lacklustre against Huddersfield and a bit bit stifled at times. Some of the passes weren't great. So I think if if they get that that going, this could be Saints by forty two. I was just going to say that. Really, I will go thirty six. Um, Resent is the word I was looking for before. Do you resent Lee coming into Super League? Oh, right, That's yeah. what I was trying to work out, but resent. Who do you resent most, Lee or Daily Cherry Evans? Daily Cherry Evans, because he's on about one and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sat here with you. <laughs> yeah, it's all about quality of life. Yeah. Think about He'd love to be sat here with me. Well, I'd love to have one and a half million dollars a year. Well, let's swap then, because I'm sure, we, I'm sure that's a win-win for everybody. That's absolutely fine yeah, that's by a me. for everybody, right. Okay. <laughs> that was me slamming my pen down. I noticed. Wakefield versus Catalan. Interesting one, this. Very interesting. We we say it every year. We, we're never really sure how Catalan's away final is going to be, and, and Wakefield are desperate for a win. Um, I can't see it coming this week because I think Catalan will be hoping to, to bounce back emphatically this week. So... Um, I'm going to say Catalan by 18. I think they will get it this week, Wakefield. I think I'm going to go Wakefield by six. I think it'd be close, but I think they're looking stronger. They've done well against Saints yeah. a couple of weeks ago. They did well against Hull last week. And I think if Catalan aren't on it like they were against Warrington, I think Wakefield will come away with the win. Can't seem to put 80 minutes together, can they? No, but I think they're getting closer and I think this might be the week for them. Yeah, definitely. Salford versus Castleford. Yeah, I think that that I think it'll be one in a row for Salford. I can't see them getting past Castleford. I think Castleford might even win 
pretty comfortably. I'm going to say cast by 24. I'll go cast by 16. Uh, Huddersfield versus Leeds. Um, that That's an interesting one as well. Both teams desperate for a win. Yeah. Definitely. Huddersfield. I, I, I can see Huddersfield winning this. After the performance they, they put against Huddersfield and obviously having, we, we say it every week, don't they? But Caesar and you know how much of a talisman he is, but the more minutes he gets coming back from this injury, the better. And having a full eight against um, the champions last week will only benefit him. So I'm going to say Huddersfield by 10. Well, I'm going to go the other way. I think Leeds might get a few more players back and I think they might really have to respond from the whole KR defeat last week. So I'm going to go lead by 10. Okay. Um, and then here it is. It's the long-awaited debut. Warrington versus Hull KR, and allegedly, GI is in. Yeah, exciting. I'm excited. I don't think Hull KR will be excited, but I'm excited. Again, one of those things, there's no fans in. Yeah, definitely. You know, be nice for some of them, them Warrington fans and 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 Hull KR fans to say that they they were there when when Greg Inglis made his Super League debut. I can't wait for next week's pod now, so um, we can see how he goes. Yeah, yeah. Is that is it on Sky that one? I'm not sure if it I'm is. I'm not sure if it is to be honest, but I, I would. Uh, we'll have to try and hope so. Yeah, nick somebody's passcode for our league or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send us your codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the suit. That's the um, uh, that's the Super League preview roundup, and I think. That brings us to the end, doesn't it? Yeah, that wraps us up for this week. Oh, I feel like we've talked a lot this week. Yeah, I do. But that was excellent. So I think um, the only thing that remains for me to say is we had some tremendous feedback from our first special with Gray last week around the, uh, the about the issues in the game. And we've got part two coming out this week, which is all about structure and governance looking at um, history of the playoffs, that sort of thing, who's in charge of what, where where does it go wrong again, and uh, where can we put it right. Um, and that was one of our most listened to episodes, wasn't it, the special last week. So yeah. if you enjoyed part one, please join us later in the week, Thursday, Thursday. for part two, Yep, uh, which will be uh, myself, Callum and Gray. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to it, aren't we? So... Um, wherever you are watching your rugby league this week, enjoy the game. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you next week. week.